0: A great treat for you tonight uh we're just gonna be tearing in to some shit uh tell you what this is a big debacle that biden has has done uh you know uh well there's a lot of americans that possibly could have elected biden as the president and it's fine you know everyone yeah you know there's a lot of people that believe yeah he got got duly elected and everything's good whatever but uh man we're, we're coming to a point now where it's like well you know at least it ain't trump well i don't think trump would just be leaving americans in afghanistan so i don't know i think we're gonna have to think twice about this and uh maybe just move on and uh i don't know uh hope you guys like this show it's it's just uh just a bunch of stuff i threw together and and hope you like it man i think it'll be cool
1: there's gonna be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the of the united states from afghanistan Inspiration. In the name of grenzen. Pain. In the name of all creation. God insane. We're so fucked. Shit out of the blood. Hard fire to himself. Destruct. Go. In the way of paranoia. the and order. Blind. In the way of the great destroyer. Doom design. We're so fucked. Shift out of the blood. Armed by themselves Destruct. The United States stands by its commitment that we've made to these people. And it includes other vulnerable Afghans such as women leaders and journalists. We are particularly focused on our engagements, on making sure every American who wants to leave can get to the airport. I have seen no question of our credibility from our allies around the world. This is about America leading the world, and all our allies have agreed with that. We've made an agreement with the the Taliban thus far. They've allowed them to go through. It's in their interest for them to go through. So we know of no circumstance where American citizens are carrying an American passport are trying to get through to the airport. Let's put this thing in perspective here. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with Al Qaeda gone?
2: Seeing those hundreds of people packed into a C17 we've seen Afghans falling. That was
3: 4 days ago, 5 days ago. Yeah, those people. And besides, 4 to 5 days ago? I mean, wasn't that back when Trump was in office and I'm pretty sure Trump was on the plane pushing those people off. Like, can can we get him impeached again or something to get him out of office? Oh, allow me. I'm here with the president today to help clarify his great points and excellent leadership and to help translate in case he starts speaking by knees.
2: So you don't think this could have been handled, this actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes?
3: No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled
1: in a way that there... We're gonna go back in hindsight and look, but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing,
3: I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. He doesn't know how that happens, clearly. We could have kept a small security force in Afghanistan to help keep the country stable, but then someone wouldn't have a successful withdrawal from Afghanistan on his resume.
2: Back in July, you said a Taliban takeover was highly unlikely. Was the intelligence wrong or did you downplay it?
1: There was no consensus. If You go back and look at the intelligence reports. They said that it was more likely to be
3: sometime by the end of the year. If I may jump in here. Technically, the Taliban takeover was by the end of the year, but to help us build back better, we're going to choose not to acknowledge that.
2: You didn't put a timeline out when you said it was highly unlikely. You just said flat out it's highly unlikely the Taliban would
1: take over. Yeah. Well, the question was whether or not it... (laughs)
3: Let me stop you right there, Joe. Pretty good chance whatever you're gonna say next isn't gonna be what the question was.
2: Senator McConnell said it was predictable the Taliban was gonna take over.
1: Well, by the end of the year, he said that that was a real possibility, but no one said it was gonna take over then.
3: Yeah, like when McConnell said a Taliban takeover is highly likely by the end of the year, he didn't say by the end of what year, so we just assumed he meant like 2037 or something. He didn't say when. I mean, look, it's like earlier this week, I got into a car accident. I was driving along, looking out the windows at some trees that were suspiciously leaning right, and all of a sudden my wife screams out, stop, you're gonna hit someone. And then I rear-ended someone in front of me at a stoplight. But my wife didn't say when to stop, so how would I have known? I mean, for all I know, she could have meant stop, you're gonna hit someone by the end of the year. And yeah, the guy I hit died, but, That was four or five days ago, so I don't care.
2: When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or
3: judgment?
1: Look, I don't think it was a failure. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the Taliban, uh, let me back put it another way. It always turns out well when he puts it in another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country. When you saw the significant collapse of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, uh, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and and, and taking off. That was, you know, I'm not, that's what happened. That's simply what
3: happened. So the question was. I have a feeling this isn't gonna be what the question was. In the beginning, the,
1: the threshold question
3: was. Wasn't the question, but I'm sure this'll be.
1: Do we commit to leave within the time frame was set, we extended it to September 1st. Or do we put significantly more troops in?
3: Or we could have done neither and instead been successful by keeping the same amount of troops in the country. So it turns out the question was a dumber question. Instead, we could have asked a better question to get a better answer, but I mean, look, COVID-19 is tricky business. But Mm -hmm. your
2: top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No,
3: they didn't. It was split. That, that, That wasn't true. They were split. It's true. The ones who warned them against it only had tactical military experience. They didn't have any critical race theory training. So there was no reason to believe them when they inevitably told him what was definitely going to happen. But on the other side of the split, our more experienced military advisors warned the president that the Taliban is rooted in white supremacy. So he took that information and ran with it.
2: They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay?
1: No, not, at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops
3: well that's not really a coherent sentence structure at all let me translate for you the question is did military intelligence advisors advise for troops to stay and what the president is saying is they didn't advise for troops to stay in terms of getting out which are two opposite things so if you use the same logic that mr president is it'd be like saying they didn't advise for water to stay in this jar in terms of getting water out of this jar. Does that help clarify the answer to your question?
2: So no, no one told, your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years.
1: We can do that, we can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. We're not recalling much these days, George. Because look, George, there is no good time to leave Afghanistan.
3: I think you proved that pretty well, to say the least. And therefore, our wokest military generals advised us that the best time to withdraw is at the worst time. The basic choice
1: is, am I going to send your sons and your daughters to war
3: in Afghanistan, in Afghanistan in perpetuity? No, he is not because he'd rather send your sons and daughters into critical race theory indoctrination in public schools with masks covering their faces all day. Because if your genderless children are white, how else are they gonna learn that they're racist and to see themselves as inherently evil? And if your children aren't white, then they're poor. And how would they learn to victimize themselves all the time and learn that they'll never amount to anything because of their skin color? So we couldn't send your kids to Afghanistan.
2: Why not have everything in place to make sure Americans to get out, to make sure our Afghan allies get out, so we don't have these chaotic scenes
1: in Kabul? Number one, as you know, the intelligence community did not say back in June or July.
3: I think we've heard this one before. Let me take it from here, Joe. George, what the president is trying to say is, if he would have taken more time to withdraw properly, then Xi Jinping would have gotten mad at him. Look, here's the deal. When the Communist Party of China wants to move in and extract $3 trillion worth of rare earth minerals from Afghanistan, they can't do that with us there. The optics wouldn't look good. It would look like Joe's taking orders from the Chinese Communist Party. So instead, when they order him to withdraw all the troops now, he happily does that, endangering tens of thousands of American lives and Afghani lives, but he does it so it doesn't appear as though he's taking orders from China. So perfectly good explanation.
2: All troops are supposed to be out by August
1: 31st.
2: Even if Americans and our Afghan allies are still trying to get out,
1: they're gonna leave? We're gonna do everything in our power to get all Americans
3: out and our allies out. Sounds like a yes. We'll be happy to leave them. but they're fully vaccinated like they should be they'll probably be very well protected against the murderous Taliban and I think at this point Joe has done a very good job of answering all your questions in a way that pleases his handlers and being the most popular president in U.S. history Joe's a very strategic thinker in fact in an almost psychic way he predicted all of this Joe do you remember when you did that in fact can we show them the footage okay Roll the footage from July.
4: Do you see any parallels between
5: this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling?
1: With- None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the South the North Vietnamese army. They're not they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's gonna be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy of the United States from Afghanistan.
3: It's like looking in a crystal ball, right, Joe? The only part he got wrong was that people did have to get lifted off the roof of the US embassy in Afghanistan, which was exactly like Saigon. Oh, and you also forgot to mention that unlike Saigon, this time people would be falling from the outside of planes because they were so desperate to escape. So aside from what he said, everything in his July statement was accurate. And? And you're welcome for such a job well done in Afghanistan. Well, Joe's got to get back to vacation now. Do you want to get some ice cream for the plane? Oh, before you go, just one more thing. I'd like to thank the sponsor of today's video, Blood Sugar Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. If you like to feel like crap and function like crap and look like crap, then ideally you'll have unstable blood sugar levels throughout the day. So do not get blood sugar breakthrough. But if you like to be a rebel and like feel great, have good energy, consistent energy throughout the day,
6: Shannon, they say, THAT THERE ARE REPORTS OF AMERICANS BEING BEATEN BY THE TALIBAN AND THEY'RE TROUBLED BY IT AND THEN THE PRESIDENT SAYS everything's fine if you want to go to the airport. I haven't heard anything.
7: I know. It's, it's how do we, as normal average people, know more about this than the president does, or is he being disingenuous? Because to say that there are no Americans having trouble getting to the airport, we all probably know people that are trying to get out, and we're all probably trying to help people. I know some personally. And there was a guy in the New York Post yesterday who said he's an American. He said he took his passport, he's three-year-old, and went to the airport on Wednesday, was 10 feet away from a U.S. Marine and could not get passage into the airport. These are not, you know, things that are not happening. These are people putting their names and their faces to them. These are public reports. I don't understand how our president doesn't know about that or his team isn't telling him about that. Where the breakdown is, but there's definitely a breakdown there. Our own Benjamin Hall, Steve Harrigan, many of our reporters who have been on the ground there for months since last fall have been warning about this exact thing. And Steve Harrigan said today, everyone he knows on the ground, and if you've been there on the ground, knows the reality of what's happening. How does the commander in chief not know?
6: So we don't know, Greg, if the commander in chief is lying or look, is confused. There's no way to tell.
5: Look, you know what he did? He checked Waze. He <laughs> saw, he was like, how, how long does it take to get to the airport? Oh, it's 30 minutes. Everything's great. And the Taliban does not show up on Waze or the GPS. It is amazing how bad he has screwed this up when you consider that this was a popular decision. Think about that. Let's say seventy-five percent. I think of the population wanted to get out. So seventy-five percent of the population could have made this decision. All you had to do was get the exit right, and you ended the longest war ever. You would be a hero. But poor Joe couldn't do it. Instead, he pretends the argument is over the decision to pull out, not the horrible conduct associated with the pullout. So what you what you end up learning? IS THAT HE, BEYOND THE DECISION, HE BROUGHT NOTHING, ABSOLUTELY NOTHING TO THE TABLE. THAT'S FRIGHTENING. WE KNEW THAT. THIS IS WHEN I SMEARED THE, uh, WHEN I when I SLAMMED THE MEDIA. Uh, THEY ENABLED AND PROTECTED HIM uh, as, AS WELL AS HIS SNOTTY ELITIST UNTESTED uh, IVY LEAGUE CANDY ASSES HE'S SURROUNDED BY. Uh, BUT MOST IMPORTANT, They buried the laptop story so this guy could get in. So Taliban should be thanking Jeff Zucker, Jeff Bezos, The View, everybody else who wanted that story uncovered. Or, yeah, uncovered is a good story. Or is it covered? Never mind. The whole thing is weird. The whole thing is weird because no one answers the one big question. We all know what it is. Why the Taliban? Why the Taliban? Why them? There was no other alternative over 20 years while we were there. Clearly, this is on, the only choice. So they just were like, hey, we're the only choice. We're just going to wait you guys out. Isn't it almost comical that a country this beloved and this desired just handed over the country to 70,000 mountain hillbillies with cell phones? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Since the 90s, we made no progress no progress in creating an alternative to the Taliban it's mind-boggling and then obama lets their leader out so now he's in charge i don't know man it's it's what we witnessed was a controlled surrender to 70,000 people we killed more than 70,000 people with isis
6: that's right and they have more than cell phones now dagan they have Humvees. They have drones. They have Blackhawks. They have night vision goggles. They have billions in U.S. military. Right. Equipment. I was
8: going to go through. I have it on my phone. The list of the the flood of weapons that has fallen into the Taliban's hands. Greg before i move on the progress has been our counterterrorism operation combat operations ended in 2014 mm-hmm. and the counterterrorism is denying a haven to al qaeda and not only have we not had a major terror attack on us soil we also hadn't had a casualty in afghanistan for about a, a year and a half and to quote jennifer griffin the incomparable jennifer griffin she said we were in in Afghanistan to stop partners, um, you know, to stop terrorism from brewing, from growing, and our partners have now been abandoned there in hiding. They've disappeared. We don't have eyes and ears on the ground, and this we'll talk about it later. This over the horizon capability is laughable. I will go into it in the next block, but uh, we're going to be flying drones that, by the time they get to Afghanistan from the Persian Gulf, have very little time to actually uh, do any work. BUT I KEEP HEARING THIS WORD HUMILIATING, THAT THIS HAS BEEN A HUMILIATING WEEK. NO, NOT FOR AMERICANS, NOT FOR OUR SERVICE MEMBERS, THOSE WHO SERVED AND SACRIFICED, THOSE WHO ARE THERE, THOSE WHO ARE GOING INTO AFGHANISTAN NOW. IT IS INFURIATING AND FRIGHTENING. EVERY AMERICAN LISTENING TO THIS GARBAGE FROM THIS GARBAGE PRESIDENT HAS EVERY RIGHT TO BE PISSED OFF. THE ONLY HUMILIATING THING IS for. only humiliation is on Joe Biden and the people who work for Joe Biden in the White House and his administration. Fellow Democrats should be humiliated, and of course, to your point, all the media grifters and the hucksters and the swindlers who sold this broken bobblehead to the American people. Not only is he, he's a liar, but maybe he's delusional, he's inept, and he's a cipher, and he's our commander in chief, and that's why we're suffering through this right now.
4: Richard, listen. Uh... I'm humiliated, but I'm not humiliated just to Joe. I'm humiliated at every president that got us to this particular point. It started with George Bush and this mission to go get Osama bin Laden. That's why we started in Afghanistan. Then it turned into, oh, we're going to build a democracy, which clearly the people of Afghanistan did not want. So here we are 20 years later with a botched exit. And when this war started, just for context, I was a freshman in high school, right? I had classmates, people in my high school that went to fight in Afghanistan. Right, thinking that they were there to stop the terrorists. Now here we are, 20 years later, we've had members of Congress year after year after year vote for a budget approving more money to Afghanistan, more money to Afghanistan forces. For what? To what avail? To what point? right? Because this is where we are. Where we are now is the Taliban is in control. And guess what? There are at least three presidents that knew that the Taliban was stronger than the Afghan government. The Obama administration knew because they were negotiating with them. The Trump administration knew because they were negotiating with them. And And the Biden administration knew because they are currently in negotiations with the Taliban. So the Afghan government was a fail from the beginning. And this is frustrating for somebody who saw this war start when I was a teenager, and didn't get a chance to actually have my say in a presidential election until 2008. Some of my classmates
5: didn't get the same right, and they went to go fight in this but, war. But you but you have to keep two things separate. One is that going to war, going to war was was a decision based on what happened to us. We didn't start anything. It started, Absolutely. Yeah. But 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 it. I think both of these things could be right. That we reduced the threat of terror, but they want Taliban. Tele- They don't want us there. No. They don't want us there, so it's time to go. But and that's, that's a, not even the debate. The debate is how we went. Right.
4: And, and you know, I think I, I will. I will say this. I think it's Monday morning quarterbacking to think that whoever, whichever president was was charged with getting us out, couldn't have made it. Could have made it any better. There was no telling well, tell of what, what going a out. Richard, what it going Richard, out would look like it
6: couldn't have gone worse. Oh, of course it could. Of course it, it could have, have gone, worse. gone worse. Of course it couldn't have gone and worse. But there's Biden no telling. Needs to own there's that. no. Oh, oh,
4: okay? Absolutely, agree. I absolutely so agree with you.
6: But it wouldn't have mattered who did it. It would have been bad. Not this. We were negotiating with the Taliban to begin with. bad, Richard. You know. I know he screwed it up. Once you're negotiating with the Taliban, it's hey, game over. Richard, he screwed it up. He screwed it up. That's the president. Hey,
9: Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to Fox News YouTube page and catch our hottest interviews and most compelling analysis. You will not get it anywhere else. Americans Held Hostage Behind Enemy Lines, Day 6. And welcome to Hannity this Friday night, Americans Held Hostage Behind Enemy Lines. This is Day 6, and there is sadly we can report no end in sight tonight a month ago in july secretary of state anthony blinken he was warned directly 5 weeks ago by 23 top diplomats inside of afghanistan that the fall of kabul was in fact imminent the biden administration ignored that dire warning and here we are in this situation at this hour, where thousands of Americans, tens of thousands of our Afghan allies are in extreme danger. Their lives are at risk. Many of these allies will be murdered if they are left behind. And the worst part of all is, every bit of this was preventable. But the president of the United States, he has been completely checked out, missing in action. He ignored every clear warning that this was all going to occur. In a press conference earlier today, Joe Biden once again showed his true colors, repeatedly told outright lies to you, the American people. Man without character, career politician, clearly no moral compass, withering, uh, decrepit shell of a human being who puts... HIS OWN PRIORITIES, OBVIOUSLY, ABOVE THOSE FELLOW AMERICANS ABROAD. AND UNTIL MIDDAY TODAY, JOE'S PLANS WERE TO GO BACK ON VACATION IN DELAWARE UNTIL HE WAS PRETTY MUCH SHAMED INTO STAYING AT THE WHITE HOUSE FOR THE WEEKEND. THE REALITY FOR THE COUNTRY IS THIS. WE REALLY DON'T HAVE A PRESIDENT SEEMINGLY AWARE AND CAPABLE OF LEADING. JUST WATCH JOE BIDEN LIE AGAIN AND AGAIN TODAY. TAKE A LOOK.
1: As we continue to work the logistics of evacuation, we're in constant contact with the Taliban, working to ensure civilians have safe passage to the airport.
9: Safe passage to the airport. Please tell me he's not serious because his own State Department sent a memo to those trapped in Afghanistan again today reiterating, quote, the U.S. government cannot ensure your safe passage to the airport. Oh, and the gates might change from time to time. MAYBE JOE DIDN'T READ HIS OWN STATE DEPARTMENT MEMO. AND LOOK AT THIS. IN A BRIEFING CALL WITH LAWMAKERS, LLOYD AUSTIN SAID AMERICANS HAVE BEEN BEATEN BY THE TALIBAN IN KABUL OUTSIDE OF THE AIRPORT. SOME WERE BEATEN WITH RUBBER FAN belts. Joe Biden clearly lied, his own State Department and his own Defense Department are highlighting these lies. The Taliban is absolutely not allowing safe passage. Watch with your own eyes. The
6: president said he has no intelligence that Americans have been unable to get there. Uh, the question, obviously, does that square with reporting on the ground? I mean, just totally not.
10: I, I don't think so that uh, I can leave here because they're uh, uh,
7: not allowing anyone to go inside. The most intense part was getting into the airport itself. It was just heartbreaking. People pushing, scrambling, crying, screaming, children uh, crying out.
9: If you can't get in, you're obviously in a, obviously then a hostage behind enemy lines. Look at this headline, quote, CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox News correspondents fact check Biden on Afghanistan evacuations. The reality and the rhetoric are miles apart. Our very own Jennifer Griffin said, quote, I'm having a hard time digesting what we heard because I...
11: Speaking of which, it's been a tough week for the U.S. president. The criticism that he's facing over Afghanistan has been unprecedented to say the least and not undeserved. He has only himself to blame for this though. Now Biden's approval ratings have fallen. This is the sharpest dip in the last seven months. Biden's Afghan policy is an unmitigated disaster and he's paying the price for it. Afghans are paying the price for it and Afghanistan is fast turning into a terror haven. The lashkar e is already in Kabul we're told. The ISIS and Al-Qaeda too are reportedly looking to make it a base for their resurgence.
8: From the fight for care to
12: For the first 7 months of his presidency, Joe Biden seemed invulnerable, above criticism, as if no event or decision would change public opinion about him. That dream run is over. And it was quite short lived for a man who won the highest number of votes in American history. Biden's approval ratings have fallen, and how? According to a survey by 538, which is basically an average of all reputable polls, Biden's approval rating has seen a five point decline in the last four months, from 54% in May to 49% in August. In other words, In May, fifty-four percent Americans approved of Biden's performance as president. By August, only forty-nine percent of Americans said Biden was handling his job well. This is the sharpest dip he's seen. What explains it? His botched up withdrawal from Afghanistan. Biden apparently put America first by pulling out troops, but the way he did it full of blunders and contradictions is making Americans see red.
1: We'll not conduct a hasty rush to the exit. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately, and safely.
13: Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable?
1: No, it is not. It is not inevitable. Kabul is not Uh, right now in an imminent-threat environment. Taliban is not the the North Vietnamese Army. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy of the United States.
12: It's not so much about why it was done, It's more about the way it was done. The pullout was an unmitigated disaster and the aftermath will come back to bite America. Afghanistan is already turning into another safe haven for terrorists. Reports say a large number of terrorists from the Islamic State, Jayashi Mohammed and Lashkari taiba have entered Kabul in the last few days. The Taliban leadership is said to be aware of their presence and apparently also approve of their presence. But that may change. Afghan observers say these terror groups may indulge in operations without the Taliban's approval. The Al-Qaeda, which was the reason America invaded Afghanistan, is also said to be eyeing Kabul as a base for resurgence. We're not saying this, the United Nations Security Council is. In a June 2021 report, The UNSC said, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda remain closely aligned and Al-Qaeda stands to benefit from renewed credibility on the back of Taliban gains. What did Joe Biden say about the Al-Qaeda? This.
1: We severely degraded Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan.
12: There are falls from grace and then there is Joe Biden. This disaster is still revealing itself. <laughs> Bureau Report, We On,
11: World is One. We On is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news on the move.
5: Hello everyone, I'm Greg Gutfeld along with Dagan McDowell, Geraldo Rivera, Jesse Waters, and a great virtual yoga ball. Dana Perino, it's 5 o'clock in New York City. This is The Five. First, he was in denial. Now, President Biden is apparently delusional about the disaster in Afghanistan. While the Taliban has taken over the country, President Biden seems confused by mixing updates and claiming no one has been killed.
1: Still a lot of pandemonium outside the airport. Well, there is. But look, but but no one's being killed right now. God forgive me if I'm wrong about that. But no one's being killed right now. People, are we got 1,000 somewhere, 1,200 out yesterday, a couple thousand a day, and it's increasing we're gonna get those people out.
2: But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures?
1: What I thought was we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did.
5: Here's the reality on the ground. 12 people have reportedly died so far. New Video shows people running for their lives after the Taliban opened fire. There's panic and chaos outside the country's single evacu- evacuation point at the Kabul airport, and mothers are hanging their children, handing their children over the wall to soldiers to get them out. But President Biden says what is happening was inevitable.:
2: it Sounds like you think we should have gotten out a long time ago. We should and have, if, and accept the idea that it was going to be messy, no matter what.
1: Well, by the way, what would be messy? The exit. If we'd gotten out a long time ago, getting out would be messy no matter when it occurred.
5: Well, Dana, that was a, 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 there's so many contradictions and differences between old Joe and new Joe, and his general saying they didn't see it coming, but he said it was gonna happen no matter what. It's just like, it's, not, it's no longer a question of whether we, sh- we should leave or stay. The question is, how awful was this? Plant or not plant. I was
11: thinking today about, um, you know, in, uh, in the 70s, I talk about malaise. Yeah. Right? And do you remember Crowdhammer, Charles Crowdhammer, the late Charles Krauthammer wrote a piece um, a few years before he died called Decline is a Choice. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a little bit about that today because when this morning, I watched the interview live at 7 a.m., and when President Biden said, um, well, nobody's dying, you know, um, mm-hmm. well, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and knock, he's knocking wood. Yeah. I was like, Americans don't knock wood.
10: Yeah. We, we knock heads. Yes, yes, and
11: I don't understand the point of sending eight thousand more troops in there to help get people out if we can't get people out. Yeah, if we can't get people to the airport, um, you have reports that French and British special forces are—they're not waiting. Yeah, they're going in to try to find their their people. Um, he does seem disconnected. I I don't want the military uh, to get um, demoralized. Mm-hmm. We need them to be. Wrong, but it sound, seems to me that what I saw today at the Pentagon is that they want to do more, but the commander in chief is not authorizing it.
5: Right. Oof. You know, there was a uh, Dagan, there was a, a poll done by Mission Roll Call. Uh, it's a veterans advocacy group of one point two million vets. And they found that 71 percent uh, found that this recent mess has uh, has caused them personal sadness mm-hmm. so it's, um, because of all the work they put in and seeing it end this. But
8: they have to know that every American sees the disaster created by Joe Biden and that every American is deeply grateful for what, for the most part, has been a counterterrorism operation in Afghanistan to deny a haven to al-Qaeda. And that was the, it wasn't nation building, that was the reason we were there. And we are deeply grateful for that. And we know firsthand, like I've been contacting friends of mine who served and just trying to reach out to them which is um, what we all do because we we have empathy and we have hearts and we have souls and we believe in prayer that being said you mentioned new joe versus old joe i think that there's just one joe when he speaks it's a debacle when he doesn't speak it's a debacle he's plumbing new depths of moronery mm-hmm. in a career, what a 50 year career in government highlighted by the fact that he opposed the raid to kill Osama bin Laden, Andy McCarthy once said mediocrity would have been something to strive for mm. in Joe Biden's prime. Mm. Uh, one more thing in terms of finances. I heard Geraldo speaking earlier about the opium, the, yeah. the Taliban controls the largest opium operation in the world. Well, we're also giving up treasure and power to China because China is quickly moving into Afghanistan. Afghanistan has one of the largest reserves of rare earth metals, which we need for electric cars and solar panels and wind turbines. China already controls 80 percent of the production of rare earth metals. They're going in delighted to offer uh, mining assistance to the Taliban. They're, they're just beginning to develop this relationship. But again, that hands money to the Taliban, potentially trillions of dollars in the long run, and it hands more power to China. So it's a lose-lose for the United States again.
5: Yeah. You know, Jesse, we're talking about how, I don't want us to become like how CNN was with Trump, where every day it was the the, 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 the walls are closing in, you know, uh, tick, 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 boom, something bad's gonna, they, they were became obsessed But it's like so you try to you try to measure the criticism of Biden, but it's hard at this point,
6: because here's the truth. The president has stranded thousands of Americans in a war zone. And the only way for them to get out is an airport that's surrounded by an enemy, Mm -hmm. an enemy that's committing atrocities every single day on camera for the world to see. And I don't think the president understands that this is going to dominate the news cycle until every single American is evacuated safely. And sadly, he's created a kill zone in the military. They say that's where every single person that wants to leave has to funnel through the same route that's controlled by who? The enemy. So they're going to block them. They're going to kidnap them. They're going to shake them down or they might kill them. So now we have a Afghan hostage crisis where Americans are going to have to pay bribes to the Taliban to get out. The U.S. government might be paying them. Cash is king. Private entities could be paying them. We don't know, but we're going to have to be paying terrorists to evacuate Americans. Now, I know we want to get Afghans out, too, but I want to get Americans out. That should be a priority. And right now, I think only 300 Americans left today. 300 thousands of Afghans have got only 300 today and we don't know how many Americans are there they say 10,000 15,000 we don't know and we don't have the capability to go out and extract them and all Joe Biden needs to say to make everyone feel confident is that the United States is going to do everything within our power no matter how long it takes to get all of our people home safely Do you think this would ever happen with Donald Trump. Donald Trump would never leave people behind in a hostile country like this. He was renowned for bringing back hostages. That was one of the best accomplishments in four years. So The New York Times is reporting that Joe Biden was briefed throughout the summer that there were mass desertions going on within the Afghan army. Collapse was rapidly occurring and the Taliban takeover may have been imminent now. He didn't do anything about that, didn't change his plan, went out and lied to the American people, said everything's going to be just fine. I don't foresee it happening. So the question is, did the commander in chief lie to the American people, strand thousands of Americans behind enemy lines, abandon billions of dollars? lethal military equipment just to get a political photo op to pull out on 9-11. So Republicans, when they take the House back, they're going to have to decide, is this high crime or misdemeanor?
10: Mm.
5: What do you think, Geraldo?
14: Well, it's, I hardly know where to begin. I, I, I will say, in terms of the, uh, the evacuation fiasco, uh, it shows that there was no pre-playing. The fact that we've had to surge all these thousands of GIs to the airport, to the Kabul airport. Uh, you know why were why did we take them out to now bring them back? It just shows an absolute utter uh, failure in terms of, of planning. I don't think that Biden is is lying. I just think that it, there is a degree of incompetence we don't know that, that is being exposed here. I don't, we don't know. If I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's evil. Let me let me just That's say this. What I All said. Right, let, could let me be a liar
6: and not be evil. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't
14: know how you do that, but I, I guess they're I, I Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's an image today, and, and Greg, you alluded to it at the top of the show, and I, I, I spoke about it with Martha McCallum earlier, where the mom hands the infant mm-hmm. to the GI who takes and raises the child over the, the barbed wire. You know, your heart breaks because, number one, it shows the absolute dysfunction of the evacuation here's a mom when did you last see those images of moms handing babies to benign force so the baby doesn't get harmed I hate to bring up the uh, the illusions but it it is unbelievably heart-wrenching to watch but it also says another thing about America yes it we screwed up the plan there was no evacuation plan it was total dysfunction but once that child was in that GI's hand you knew we knew that that child was safe. That's America. We're going to get this. We're going to get through this. We're going to get these people out. We're going to get our people out first, as we should. And we're going to get the people that are like dear friends of ours who put their heart and soul on the line for America. We're going to get them out. It screwed up. It was bad. But eventually, mm. the child will be in the arms of the GI. Right.
9: Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to.
5: to new york and catch up with paul murray's favorite army horowitz welcome to the program
13: it's great to be here well i'm not your favorite just paul murray's
5: oh yeah you're mine as well yes even just for the night it's you're mine as well how have americans reacted to what's occurred in kabul they would appreciate the withdrawal right
13: yeah i i think most people understand that we didn't want to be there for another 30 years and that some kind of drawback keep in mind we've been drawing back for for years. This is not new. Uh, this is just now a full withdrawal. Uh, President Trump wanted to have a full withdrawal. But here's the difference. It's all about the execution. He he what he ended up doing was making the absolute worst foreign policy disaster since Vietnam. And then coupled it with probably the most pathetic, mealy mouth, mealy mouth speech I have ever heard in my life. And Americans have not responded well. Uh, in the snap poll they've had, he's down 7% since the withdrawal. Mm-hmm. He, and that's significant because for the first time, he is now underwater. He is now below 50% approval rating in the United States because it was an incredible thing to watch. I mean, he stood there and took absolutely, completely, he dropped, all. he pushed all the blame away. And he shifted in ways that just didn't didn't track. He blamed president trump president trump a isn't president uh b president trump yes he was negotiating a withdrawal but he had a deal in place with the taliban yeah with a very specific steps the taliban have to take they didn't fulfill those steps in other words he would not have withdrawn but knowing they haven't taken those steps knowing they weren't a real partner he just he just left yeah. and then he blamed the afghans which is so sad. I mean, the afghans have been there taking the brunt of the death and the fighting in the last two years. We haven't had an American death there in almost two years. The, 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 the Afghans have lost 50,000 people over the last seven years. And the reason why, you know, people are wondering, well, how did it fall so quickly? We spent a trillion dollars. We spent 20 years training them, that's true. But the reason why it fails because we trained them in a very specific way. We trained them to do it in concert with air power, American air power, but we took all that away. Um, it was it was just sad, sad to see. And then, of course, you know, he ran he ran out of there uh, like he was trying to catch the, the last plane out of Kabul. I mean, it was uh, it was pathetic.
5: It was pathetic. Uh, what are the American people are saying about lending a hand to get others, you know, uh, evacuated from Kabul?
13: The American people want all the, the American people are solidly behind making sure that our people are out, that that the, the journalists the people were there lending a hand out, and, uh-huh. and importantly, making sure our allies and our friends who risked their lives yeah. while we were there to help us and certainly are sentenced to death if we leave them there. I think Americans exactly. are solidly exactly. behind that and bring them to the United States.
5: Inexplicable. Um,
1: I'm a metal guy. I mean, I'd rather be shaking your hand and looking in the eye and you telling me what needs to be done. And heart for heart. If you want to marry, again. Wish,
10: wish I, I might. Wish And this to oh, I tonight. You satisfied. I, I. Dig for gold. Dig for fame. you dig to make your fame. Yeah! Oh, you fantastic.
1: have to find I, I, I. All the wants you wait Waste All the things you take Ace Then you'll down it's. You break your crown You hold your finger, finger But no there's no one around Just want one thing oh. oh. Just play the game uh, but the castle's a chrome And oh, oh, you, you have guess with name. man. Where's so. your crown king? Buffy. Oh, yeah, man.